Hey, this is Doug Benson, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour? That's always great when somebody does a bumper where they act like they're not aware of the show. On the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. My life. Oh, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, and the man sitting next to me is nude from the waist down and is currently stuffing a turkey with his dick. That's Jeff Clark. Hey, pass the cranberry sauce. And beaming to us from inside a cornucopia... The bearded booger-eating pilgrim known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. Brat, brat. Ah. Good stuff, guys. Good. Good entry. Fucking stuff. Good entry, Kevin. Now let's get let's get out. Well, it's still good. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yep, Catch we you can next only week. we can only disappoint from here on out. We're gonna go to the Patreon. Uh, be sure to listen to the Easter egg where we have a spoiler filled Patreon.com slash mad scientist. Party hour. <laughs> Got him. Teamwork. <laughs> no. Like I was beginning to tease, we did a spoiler filled review in the Easter egg of The Irishman, the newest Martin Scorsese Netflix film. So yeah. stick around and listen to that. See how that fares. Yeah. You have. I, we're not going to spoil the ending of Jimmy Hoffa's uh, life. During this podcast, yeah, yeah, but during the Easter egg, does he live a long and happy life? Does he get moited? <laughs> Guess you're gonna have to tune into the Easter egg. Yeah, to stick around past the the closing credits. Yeah. So, uh, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? It was good. You gobble some dicks. It's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. Yeah. I worked on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that's right. I won. I almost had a bunch of money. I won some money. When you won the trophy for best wiener jacker? No. That was a non-monetary prize. That was only a trophy. <laughs> I won some money uh, betting Thanksgiving Day football. Uh, so that was nice. But I worked on Thanksgiving. After work, went to Long Beach, hung out with my brothers and front of the podcast, Paul. And we tried to watch The Irishman. I watched, uh, I got through like half of it. And did everybody else only get through half of it? No, I think they got through it. Oh, I know you Cheech fell asleep. Did. Yeah. That was, but I would try to watch it the night before and I fell asleep as well. I made it a little longer in this one and then I, I finished watching it, I think today actually. I finished watching How it. How far into it were you the first time you fell asleep? Like, how much of it did you rewatch when you watched it with Cheech and Paul? So I probably got, like, 15 minutes into when Al Pacino shows up, the first go-around. The second go-around, I got to hmm, about where I... Oh, man. Oh, the, uh, the, the Teamster celebration for Frank Sheernan, right? For uh, the Okay, Irishman. that's... Relatively near the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You almost and then did there. you start it over after you fell asleep that time? Oh, gotta watch it all in one up go. From there, 
Yeah, I didn't start it over. I picked up like where I left off. Okay, so the only time you restarted it was when you watched it with your brother yeah. and Paul. Yeah. All right, so you only rewatched maybe the first half hour, 45 minutes? Yeah, and I was smoking some bowls and just chilling, having a beer, and like I wasn't really locked in because I had already seen those things. So, Not bad. If you had if you had to watch half of it and then start over, that would have been terrible. Shuddy, I'm interested in your Thanksgiving first and foremost because you're a father, and I feel like you have more responsibility. Well, you definitely have more responsibilities come the holidays. Yeah, so did you make you, the turkey? How do you how do you handle your shit? Uh, my parents do Thanksgiving. I just show up. Nice. Do you make any side at home and bring it along with you? Nope, I literally just show up. All right, I'm here. Feed me. Uh, Where y'all appreciate? That is, you know, uh, that is a perk to being the oldest son in an Italian family. Do you? They're like, oh, good, Fredo's here. <laughs> what? Are, what is your family? <laughs> what? Are, what's your family's like specialties? Like, what are the things? That your parents or whoever's cooking does does really well. Uh, I don't personally like it, uh, but my mom makes a mushroom casserole that the boys really really enjoy, uh, and she makes some banging ass sweet potatoes. But you do have a turkey, right? It's not so yeah. Italian. They're like, "Oh, mamma mia, it's shoddy boy." You have no, to no, cut the salami. It's Turkey, green bean casserole, cranberry sauce. Yeah. Oh, it's a shoddy boy. Shoddy, did you bring that gabagool? I know I said this last Thanksgiving, but the craziest shit I've ever heard one of my friends doing on Thanksgiving is one of my spoiled... Actually, uh, Ryan, who's been on this podcast before, he used to have his mom make him chicken parmesan on Thanksgiving because he didn't like turkey. So everyone else had fucking turkey, and this little fucker had chicken parmesan. <laughs> and like, just knowing his mom, like, I don't even, I can't imagine her doing that. And 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 that is absolutely something my mom would do for me. It's an Italian thing, I guess. Then I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's a bitch ass shoddy. We may do a pizza. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking yeah. Uh, Ryan doesn't eat turkey, so I got him a chicken parm. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's 15 people at this dinner. We're all eating turkey, idiot. <laughs> like my mom, um, my mom made a pumpkin roll for everybody on Thanksgiving, and then roll. made me my own pumpkin roll to take home. Wait, I'm confused. Everybody got their own pumpkin roll, including you? No, no, no. no. My mom made one as a dessert for every one for everybody to eat. On Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. And then you got a and secret one to take home? Yes. You scrolled your own pumpkin roll away? Look at this. This, she, this pumpkin roll is it. just for you. Don't tell your cousins. She does it every year. Do you... Um, how, how deep was... Or how big was your Thanksgiving dinner? Like, how many people were there? It was just me, my parents, the boys, and my aunt. Because um, my sister moved to Savannah... To go to school, Georgia, um, and Sharon and her kids were with her mom, and then they came over for dessert, and so did my friends Jeremy and Melissa with their kids. So it went from six to, hold on, 
Everybody wants that famous Shuddy family uh, pumpkin roll. The the mushroom casserole. It went from <laughs> six to eighteen. Fuck. Dessert. God damn. I need at least five pies for that. Eighteen people. That's that's damn. That's a packed dessert, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I only had five people at Thanksgiving this year. I feel like your Thanksgivings are usually stacked. Um, not no. really. We've had some big ones, like when my cousin brings her boyfriend, and my grandparents both used to come to San Diego. Um, now my grandpa's too fucked up to really travel, so he just stays back in Jersey. And my grandma comes out, and my mom and my sister have made it out before, but they didn't come out this year. So it's basically just me, my grandma, my cousin, and my aunt and uncle. Usually have five of us. Nice. More man, turkey it, for you. Yeah. Oh, I kicked ass. I fucking... I went off. Multiple plates? I ate like a fat prick. Oh, yeah. Did you bring any home with you? No. That's a, that's a bummer, though. But my aunt makes... She makes a mean Thanksgiving. What kind of turkey do you guys have? Is it regular? The baked... Do you do deep fried, smoked? I heard smoked is even better than deep fried. I've never had anything other than baked. I actually mm. I want to try the deep fried one. I want to it, see what's up. Deep fried turkey is one of my favorite meals in the world. I've never had it. <coughs> my father does it really well, and he did it. Um, and there's like a trick up. to it, right? Or else you, it'll explode and send molten napalm. Yeah, everywhere. it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be like submerged, like slowly. Like you can't just like take. And the there turkey can't and be any water, because. The water is what causes the explosion. So it has to be completely thawed and dry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a that process. Sketchy. And sketchy. Uh, but I used to help my father with it. I would be like a sous chef on the on the deep fried turkey. I love deep fried turkey, but I just started reading about smoked turkey being like all the rage this year. So I want to check, check out a smoked turkey sooner than later. But I didn't get any turkey this year. My mom... She really kills it with the sweet potato casserole with toasted marshmallows and pecans up top. And yeah, we call that goop souffle. Yeah, right. We're at pretty much the same thing. And her mac and cheese is really good. So I miss those things. And of course, you know, a deep fried turkey, which I haven't had in a long time at this point. So yeah, outside of winning money, though, my Thanksgiving was pretty lame. I had. My brothers ordered Roscoe's on Thanksgiving, which is actually pretty sweet. Um, if they could do any type of turkey dish, that would be a little more. Yeah, did they do turkey and waffles? No. Well, I don't. I don't think so. I, they just ordered that day. But so when I got I got home, they had a, or when I got to their place, they had like extra Roscoe's sides that I was able to to chomp on, but no chicken. Fuck me, right? They didn't order chicken for you? No, because they ordered, like, they ordered, I don't know, like, 1 p.m., and I didn't get there until, like, 7 or 8. But they knew you were coming, right? No. No, they didn't. I actually oh. was a game-time decision. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Then that yeah. wasn't it, inconsiderate it fucking, of them. It poured yeah. all week in San Diego. It rained a lot here yeah. yeah, in Southern California. Yeah, it was just pouring, so nobody wanted to do anything. Luckily, I travel 
like a fucking five-year-old. So I brought my Switch, I brought my iPad, and I brought my PS4. What? Yeah. So were you playing Fortnite? No, I didn't get on Fortnite at all because my family stays up pretty late. Um, and I brought all of my tiki glasses and shit to make Mai Tais. So I made my world-famous Mai Tais. You brought your tiki glasses with you? Uh, I sure did. I want a world-famous Mai Tai. We, we, so when I got there, I, I brought the, the weed syrup too. Oh baby. Lean so in I with stopped, karma? I, I stopped and got like a thing of Sprite. So I'm mixing up my cocktail and they're like, what the, f- what, what are you, what are you up to over there? What are you making? And I was like, oh, this is just my, my magic potion. And my grandma's like, is there weed in that? I was like, yeah. And I, it, you know, I explained the whole thing of it. You know, it's it's real easy to control your dose, and you can fine tune it and give yourself as much or as little as you want, and it's fucking delicious. And she was like, "Let me let me take a sip of that." Listen, Grandma, uh, the people upstairs are talking, and they don't like they don't like you asking all these questions. All right, so you gotta <laughs> you're gonna have to take it easy. All right, Grandma, <laughs> here, do you get what I'm saying? Just take it easy. The people upstairs are. They don't like you're making the them nervous. You're making you're making them nervous. <laughs> exactly. So, so did you, you get her on wheeling? Are we gonna? Are we she gonna wanted like... to try it, and I was like, "Sure, take a sip." And she was like, "Oh, that's really good." So the next night, I, I you know, it's fucking pouring rain. We're just hanging out and uh, whipped up some mai tais. It's good. Hi, grandma. Like, she was like, "Why don't you put some of that potion in there?" And I was like, "You want you want some in the mai tai?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, how much do you want? She's like, I don't know. Give me the full thing. So I gave her a full dropper full in the Mai Tai. What? <laughs> she asked for it. She's a grown woman. Was, yeah. was Nana on the moon? She didn't even get fucked up. Pussies. Yeah, she took it like a champ. She just went beast mode. You got to give her three syringes next time. I guess time. so, yeah. Man, me and Nana's on the dragon's level. Yeah. Next step is art. Good luck, <laughs> Nana. <laughs> Which, well... When, since you brought up arts, uh, him and Nikki got engaged over the weekend. Oh, I shit. Saw that. Oh, wow. So, congrats. congrats, guys. Yeah, congrats. Congrats to arts and Nikki Dabs. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, to Puminati Elite right there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't wait for their holy yeah. matrimony. I wonder if they're going to get stoned at their wedding. I know. I wonder if it's going to be like an edible marijuana cake. <laughs> or maybe an edible cake would work. I mean, instead of exchanging cake. vows, they just do dabs. Yeah, they shotgun each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would it's be instead of feeding each other wedding cake, they would dab each other out. That's got to yep. be the the. Listen, Arts and Nikki. I am an ordained minister. So am I. Uh, at the Church of the Dude. Uh, let us plan and marry you. Well, no, don't. Maybe not. Don't leave the planning to us. My fee is only ten thousand dollars. <laughs> let Shuddy marry you. I'm. Yeah, I'm interested in hearing about that. That sounds like a great idea, Shuddy, the ordained minister. I thought you were. I was gonna throw you under the bus, but I'm happy that you came clean about that. So uh, since I had my PS4, I was like, "Well, fuck it, let's fire this up and watch some uh, some Disney Plus." And I put on Jeff Goldblum, 
and everybody loved it. So we binged all of Jeff Goldblum, and then we're sitting on the main menu of Disney Plus, and my nana sees the the Marvel insignia, and she's like, "Let's put on a Marvel movie." And I was like, "All right, which um, which one?" She's like, "Oh, I don't care." So I'm flipping through, and I'm like, "What about Doctor Strange? You ever see Doctor Strange?" She was like, "No." I was like, what do you think about Benedict Cumberbatch? She's like, I love him. Like, All right. <laughs> that settles it. We're watching Doctor Strange. How does she have a Benedict Cumberbatch fucking dick? Was this the night of the weed lean? It might have been. So, Doctor Strange ends, and she was like, that was awesome. She's like, is there more of him? I was like, well, there's not, there's not a sequel. But he is in the Avengers movies after this. She was like, put that on. I'm like, yeah, you want to watch? Nana was definitely stoned. I was like, you want to watch Infinity War right now? She's like, yes. So we put <laughs> Infinity War on. Can you order a pizza too? <laughs> Cut me up some pie. And do we have any Cheetos? <laughs> what about Doritos? How about Funyuns? Do we have those? Can we get cake too? Are you turning on the Marvel movie or what? <laughs> <laughs> So she, we put on Infinity War, and she is just fucking loving it. She's loving every second of it. The part when, when Thor gets Stormbreaker and just shows up at the last second during like the big battle in Wakanda, she stood up and started clapping. Nice. <laughs> and it was high as fuck. She's in her 80s, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so when Infinity War ends... And Thanos gets the gauntlet and snaps, and everybody turns into dust. She was just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's... Dick move, right? That's how this one ends. She's like, what? The, their Avengers are dead? I'm like, yeah, decent amount of them. And I'm like, well, there, this is a two-parter. She's I'm like, there is another one. And at that point, it was already past midnight. She's like, we're watching that other one tomorrow. <laughs> so then we had to watch Endgame. Oh, she was, and she held to that. You yeah. guys watch it tomorrow or the oh, next yeah. day. And she she loved it. She was she was like when it ended. She was like that was incredible. Those movies are incredible. And I'm like how I was like how long do you think that movie was, Nana? And she's like I don't know two hours. I'm like nope, that was the three hour movie. And she's like what? That went by way faster than The Irishman. Sounds like you and your grandmother are pretty much best friends. You yeah, we get really along. It off. We get along. Yeah. She just enables your homo behavior. <laughs> oh my god, this Marvel movie's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's cool though. That's cool. I'm just jealous that I didn't have as dope as a Thanksgiving as you guys. I'm gonna come to your um family's house next year. Okay. I'm inviting myself. They'll set a table they'll set a spot for you. It's gonna be it's going to be tough to convince him you're not gay. Like, you know? Oh, wow, you brought this handsome fellow with you to, to Thanksgiving? You guys aren't Look together? Look at the piece Kevin was able to pull. Look at this. He brought his boy servant. <laughs> his dookie boy, the cocksucker. All right. All right. Oh, I'm going to make sure Nana knows that that's, that's your name. Oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> <laughs> she already calls Shuddy Boy Shuddy Boy. She's going to call you dookie boy, the cocksucker. It's going to be a real mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't like stutter it out. I'm about to sit there and wait for her to fully get it out. <laughs> hey, uh, Dookie boy, the um, uh, Dookie boy, uh, 
Hey, Dookie boy, the <laughs> cocksucker. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, what's up, Nana? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to watch Irishman? No, I don't, Nana. No, I don't. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Should probably offer you to watch Doctor Strange. <laughs> I am not a Benedict Cumberbatch fan. Truth be told. Oh, oh baby. Um, I did I did go and see uh another movie though. I actually went into the theater with with the family. Okay. Yeah. Uh we went and saw Knives Out. Did do you have some of their scores too? You know, I like a uh, little diversity. Yeah, yeah, did you ask Nano how many dicks she would suck for mm, this movie? I see I want to say that with the Avengers, but I didn't go there. I wanted to ask how many Avengers dicks Nana sucked, but I didn't, I didn't. I, I I you know what? I should have asked and I didn't. I know nobody really liked it all that much. Is, is she on Skype? Let's Skype her in real quick. She's probably up still. Get her feedback. She's probably on fucking Netflix watching Thor Ragnarok. So I, she loves Thor. I read the Ringer's exit survey or review of Knives Out. Maybe not the review, just like the first like paragraph or two in the headline. And they were like comparing it to Clue, which is is a Clark classic. Clue's, I fucking love Clue. I f- Fucking love Clue, Tim Curry, right? Yeah, Tim Curry's in there. a lot of a lot of he legends. He was uh, Wa- Wadsworth. Yep, Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon, that's right. Uh, uh, Madeline Kahn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Mel Brooks, Starlet. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I but, love Clue. So did is was Knives Out kind of like that or? No, I mean, no, as no. far as it being like a whodunit. And yeah. it takes place in like a big mansion, and it's it's got some silliness to it. Yeah. Well, how long um, is it set? What do you mean? Like, is the story just for like a day, or how long are they in the in the the mansion uh, investigating the murder or whatever happens? I think it's maybe a couple days. Okay, it's not over too long of a period. <coughs> but I don't know. Like my family, we we all we all love movies and stuff. And my nana, she goes to movies by herself all the time. Like, she just loves movies. So, I, and you know, like I've said a, a million times, growing up, my mom, you know, raised me a single mom, and we didn't have a lot of money to go out and do stuff, so we bonded by going to the movies a lot. And I've that's always just kind of been like a, I don't know, I guess a bonding exercise for me. Like, yeah. like the idea of my family getting together and us going to the movies is kind of like, it's like comforting. You yeah. Know? It's like a blanket. Yeah, your family, the relationship that you have with your family is uh, it's movies and going to the movies together is important to you. I hear so, you. Knives Out, I feel like that movie came out at like the perfect time. That's like a perfect movie to go see with my family. It's PG-13, so I don't have to like get weird when Al Pacino's screaming cocksucker every five seconds. Um, it's got a solid cast. It just seemed like the perfect movie to go to in that situation, and it was. It seems fun. Oh, it kicked so much ass. I fucking loved it. Everybody was so goddamn good in it. Yeah, it's got a huge cast, right? I'm going to pull it up now. Yeah, uh, like... Is uh, Jamie Daniel Lee... Craig the main character, or is that not... It doesn't really have a main character. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, Christopher Plummer was awesome in it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis kicks ass. Michael Shannon. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis has got some world-class nugs. She really does. I'll never forget. Two thumbs up on those hooters. Uh, Tony Collette, who I'm a, a massive fan of, it was cool seeing her. She plays like, like a like a hippie, like crystal, like oh I have healing crystals type lady. 
I like her more and more. I I was oh, I I was always like I would never say a fan. I was it would just be like, "Oh, there's Tony Collette." I feel like after the way way back and especially after Hereditary, I was like, "Oh my goodness, she needs I feel I feel like she completely got fucked over in as far as Oscar recognition on Hereditary. But um Knives Out is you know it's basically just a movie it's this rich family of and they're all kind of kooky and the the patriarch dies and a private investigator a private detective is is hired to kind of look into things and see if there's any foul play and then it just goes from there and it was really really well written and well made every character was was unique and had their own thing they brought to the table and the actors that played them just fucking killed it. It was really funny. Uh, Chris Evans was awesome in it. And that chick who I really like, um, Anna Diarmas, she was in War Dogs. I'm super, pulling her up right now. Smoking hot chick from War Dogs. And she was also in Blade Runner 2049. She was Ryan Gosling's hologram wife. Cuban. Oh, man. She is... Fucking scorching hot. My God. Okay, I didn't see War Dogs, really. And, and the Ryan Gosling movie, I don't think I saw that you just said. But, man. I saw neither of them. I'm pulling her up now. And she's she's going to be a Bond girl, too. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's a straight-up knockout. And she was excellent in this as well. It was it was so well-made. like, And you could tell... I, I don't when I when I go see whodunit movies or mystery movies I don't like to I don't I don't go to see them so I can sit in the audience and try and outsmart the movie and be like I'm gonna solve this before the big reveal I don't want to go to a movie to do homework so you I weren't just, thinking ahead at all during this I, I mean you you can't help but yeah. to at some points but I try not to I want to just lay in the lazy river and see where it takes me you know I think I'd have fun. Like internally, just trying to guess, just do it right, yeah. hoping that I was right. Not even like trying to spoil it for myself, but but it w- it was one of those things where stuff would happen, and you're like, "Fuck, I know that's important, but I'm not smart enough to figure this out yet." <laughs> like I know what, th- what I know that's a clue. I know that's a clue. I know that's paying off somewhere. There was some stuff that I kind of figured out ahead of time, but n- none of the big stuff, and it was just. Every second of it was fun and enjoyable. Like, the story moved along at a great pace. There was a lot of clever dialogue. All the characters, even the ones that were scumbags, were all really just enjoyable to watch. And it had a great payoff. It ended great. It Start to finish, it fucking ruled. Based on, like, the ending, do you think it would have been... Um, not easy, but, like, is it doable to guess who was the murderer? Or, or was he, were you never getting there and... You, it was just a waste of I don't want to get too energy. into spoilers. Spoiler alert. Kevin's about to tell us who was the killer and knives out. <laughs> it's more or less not so much a whodunit as a... Hmm, that's fucking tough to explain. I, I guess I'll just leave it at that. All right. Cool. But after, like, upon the, the ending, when you see how it all plays so, out... So it was Jamie Lee Curtis. You could have... Oh, tricky, tricky, Jeff. <laughs> you you could have solved it. Like, it does give you enough information to where you could put it together, but 
you got to be way fucking smarter than me. Hmm. Well, I, I that, maybe Shuddy, not me. Yeah. Thank you for acknowledging that, Jeff. I didn't. Go I was that? gonna say it, but you beat me to it. Why'd you do that? Yeah, maybe my uh, mental speed shouldn't be slept on, right? <laughs> I think I just proved that Kevin's the dumbest. Oh, eat my ass. All right, so Knives Out, fucking fantastic. I'm giving it 4.25 dicks. I loved it. But didn't you say that your family didn't really care for it? For Knives Out? Or review? I'm no, very that... confused. Yeah, where, where did Nana, how did Nana feel about Knives Out? She loved it. Everybody loved it. More or less than the Marvel movies. No, I didn't I didn't ask. Yeah. It's like a random filter, I guess. There's no reason to ask. I that. didn't get anybody's dick reviews on the Irishman. Yeah, no one's sucking an Irishman's dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're an Irishman. I am part Irish. Yeah. That so means... no one's sucking your dick. No. No. I haven't gotten a blue job in years. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That was a funny line, I thought. So I went with it. Um, what was I going to say about Knives Out? That's all I got, actually. And I didn't even see it. So I guess what's more important is that all that you have? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's I really want to see it. I think I'm going to check it out. I got that that I want to see. I really want to watch Dark Waters, the Mark Ruffalo movie. Yep, that looks like a Clark movie. That's a Jeff Clark movie. There's something else that I was out that I Oh, they're fucking say. eating poison in the water? The fucking oh, government. Oh, go get them. Go get them, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, you know, I like conspiracy theory or or uh, government, uh, anti-government movies. What was the one when he took down the, the, the kid-touching priests? What was that called again? Fuck. It won the Oscar. Yeah. I don't know Michael why I'm Keaton. blanking on it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on it, too. The, the Spotlight. Spotlight. Nice. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. From the Boston Globe Spotlight team. I that, love that fucking movie. kicked ass. That was an awesome that movie. That movie did kick ass. Yeah. I saw a, uh, I saw the the Netflix documentary Bikram, a oh. yogi, a guru, and a predator. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I saw you tweeting about that, I think. Yeah. Did I tweet about it? Maybe. Yeah, I, I think I, th- I saw you put something up on social media about it. Okay. I loved it. You know I'm into to documentaries and Netflix well, documentaries. Yeah. I've been in a huge like phase with them recently and I've done um I'm a fan of yoga. I'm a much bigger fan a couple years ago. I haven't been as into it lately, but I'm going to I'm going to be doing more and more yoga, I think. Um uh for various reasons. I do DDP yoga here or there, but yeah, I got to get back in the groove on that. The obvious my fucking, my fucking tits are starting to droop again. Obviously, the big point of the documentary wasn't a lot of yoga uh, history or or even that much into Bikram history, outside of like you know the the sexual assault allegations that he's facing and and it obviously does cover his time you know as a, he he started as like a bodybuilder and then got major injuries and used yoga to like. Uh, rehab- rehabilitate or physical treatment for it. But yeah, essentially he's um, uh, an alleged sexual predator and is a sketchy dude. And I don't know, it's not a huge shocker, right? A guy who becomes super wealthy and powerful by uh, his yoga practice is also trying to fuck girls at his yoga practice. That 
Aren't there rules that like you had to like suck his cock or some shit when you're in his thing? No, they didn't talk about that. No, he didn't have no, but I think like the girls being some of the girls being recruited, especially foreigners, were like definitely pushed to like being romantically linked with him, but I don't know, like the way even the way that the Netflix or the documentary like presents the cases or the allegations, like one of them, um the the alleger or the 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 victim alleges that she went over to Bikram's house um where his wife and kids were late night to watch a movie with him. He sends his wife and his kids to bed. They're on the couch. She's massaging his feet. He tries to like kiss her and like make a move on her and she's not into it. He's like, "No, this isn't I don't want to do this." And he's like, "All right, fine." They end up walking into the kitchen. And then, like, he bends her over and rapes her. And this is her account. And then, as she's leaving, she kisses him on the forehead, says goodnight, and shows up to work the next day. And then after a few years, says, oh, wait, no, he raped me. It was actually a rape. So it's, like, it's a really intense, like, dicey thing. Like, is this, does this amount to rape? Or... Was he having sex with like like a groupie or a fan? I don't know. I don't fully get it, but um, I don't know. I don't even know where I. Were stand. there other accounts? Yeah, there were, but kind of similar. Like another girl who, who, he invited to his hotel room. She was like a, a trainer for his teaching courses, and he invited her into his hotel room. He made a move on her, and and was pretty forcibly. Um, pressing himself on her, but she was able to like wiggle, wiggle away. And then like, as she like was leaving, like kissed him on the hand or kissed him on the cheek. He's like, all right, have a good night, uh, master. And like showed up to work the next day as well. Um, I, I don't know. So it's, it was crazy story, but it did a real, like the documentary did a good job of like getting people on camera to talk about the, the, the guy's sketchiness did a good job of using like found or old footage um and you know how much how important that is for me in documentaries like you can't just have interviews or you you got to you got to bring in multiple angles to make an all-encompassing uh documentary and you know I've been watching a lot of these lately so I'm I'm the fucking expert when it comes to these things but I thought this one was sick it's like an hour and 30 long not even, I think. It was a little under an hour and 30. You know, I That's like, a solid runtime. You know, I like concise projects. Um, and, you know, because I'm a fan of yoga, I thought the story was interesting. And I've heard these sexual allegations in the past. And uh, I just, I don't know, I think it's not funny, but it's just crazy how some guy who just does fucking yoga can be, like, idolized and, like, revered in such a way. Because there's mad yoga teachers. There's, like... At the LA Fitness in Long Beach, there's like five different yoga teachers on their schedule. Like teaching yoga really isn't the hardest fucking thing in the world. Like it isn't that hard. Like so to for this guy to be driving around in Bentleys and Rolls Rolls Royces because of his fucking yoga workout, it's kind of crazy. It's a it's in a lot of ways the American dream. Uh, you know, but, minus all the rape, allegedly. Um, but all that aside, I would give it, I'd give it, I'd suck 4.1 Bikram yoga dicks. 
Oh, he'll he'll be st- stoked to hear that. <laughs> yeah, he'd be happy. That would get him through the afternoon. Yeah, he's gonna get you in some downward facing dragon. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good though. Good documentary. <laughs> good doc. Yeah, I kind of want to check that out. I've seen a lot of a lot of um, a lot of people talking about it on social media. Oh, by the way, uh, you can no longer brag about your fucking Twitter dick, Jeff. No, that's not true. That means you can also brag about your Twitter dick. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Right before, right before uh, we went live today, I, I, I saw like some. There must be some weird bot that like keeps track of verified accounts, because some weird Twitter account just tweeted at me saying like, "Congratulations on your verification." Oh, let me see, pussy. Yeah, you fucking pussy. You fucking pussy. You blue check mark fucking snowflake twink. Congratulations oh, yeah. on something you had no you had no right to earn. Congratulations with having your account verified by Twitter. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And I know that there's like a Twitter verified account. Nana. That's also verified and it like follows everybody who's verified. And I'm like, that's not the account. This thing is at verified stats, and I'm like, this motherfucker's trying to trick me into clicking this link. I'm I'm not falling for it. You're not getting my Twitter password. And then when I looked at my profile, I was like, motherfucker, there's that check mark. Holy shit. Did you gain any followers that you notice? Um, Have you felt the power of the blue check mark yet? Have I, you yelled at any airlines? No. Oh, I should follow um rep representative swalwell and see if he follows me now don't you fucking dare stay out of my <laughs> lane all right i'm the po- I, I work the political angle oh and i'm podcast. gonna tell him i'm gonna tell him that he should unfollow you that you're what a, i'm gonna say you're a russian troll or you something. better not <laughs> russian bots don't get verified on twitter you fag <laughs> tell him that he works for tiktok unbelievable but that i mean don't sell me out i think there are also people that because like the at verified is the official Twitter verified account, and it follows three hundred and forty thousand people. And I think it only fo- it follows every single person that gets verified. So I think there are there are people have accounts where they monitor that. Well, there's and, only three hundred and forty thousand of us. Yeah, I'm gonna see if this guy follows me. What at verified? Yeah, I mean it should. I think it follows everybody who's verified. I don't know. But. I don't know. Uh, how did you? What did you I do think, to get verified? Were you tr- trying to be verified again, or people, did it just happen? People at SiriusXM reached out. Yeah, this is something I complained about years ago. It's like, dude, you should have someone on your on your end that can just do this for you. But the fuck it? Um, the Twitter verified the, I, is they're not they're I not think, fucking with me. I think there are people that just monitor that account. And follow whoever it follows. So I got, I did get a couple of those. They're just like these weird spam accounts or some shit. Rude you follows you, me. You don't get. You're not followed by verified. Uh, oh, I, I mean, I'm scrolling I through. I, I am now. Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, you got me. And Lyft, those pieces of shit. I still owe them like seventy bucks. Ooh. You Lyft follows you? <laughs> yeah. Lyft Do you follow me. Lyft? No. Motherfucker. No. Nope. Did you tweet at them? Maybe. Hey, you fucking pussies. Your driver didn't give me any free water or anything. Yeah, I don't know why they follow me, but they do. 
They follow me. Probably was like a USA Today thing when I was working there. Like I reached out. I, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. But yeah. I don't think Lyft follows you. I don't believe it. <laughs> Whatever. So Fuck now, you. now, homo. now you and you I, Jeff, we can just team up and taunt Shuddy Boy. Yeah, Shuddy. Yeah. If that the is, only one not verified with no path to verification. I mean, if that is even you, Shuddy Boy, I mean, how can, <laughs> how can we even be sure if you don't have a check mark or anything? Yeah, you're going to have to murder your way up the Acai Bowl managerial ranking <laughs> oh, yeah. so you can go ahead and get blue check marked. Listen, do we have a, um, a social media department at Playa Bowls? <laughs> Are all the regional managers verified? <laughs> Can you put me on the share sheet? I want to be verified. <laughs> uh, Your day's coming, see. Shoddy. Don't worry. It's not all that's cracked up to be. I uh, It hasn't done anything to my life. My life still is pretty fucking gay. So You're not a blue check mark away from riches. Or maybe you are. Maybe, you maybe if I had that blue check mark, Doug Peterson wouldn't have had a job uh, this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, Shoddy's pissed off. I don't know what that means. He's the coach of the Eagles. Uh, Shuddy's. Oh, you hate him. Calling for his job for the past couple weeks now. Yep. I, I tweeted it at the Eagles yesterday. And they're like, sorry, dude, we only check our verified uh, Yeah, if I would have been verified, they would have taken my input. Well, we, we need, there's pressing matters that we need your blue verification checkmark to, to, uh, address so hopefully we get this verified somewhat soon. Me and Shuddy, we got a we have a, a sports ball meetup next week. the The Giants play the Eagles on Monday Night Football, and the MSPH Monday Mush is going to come together and see. I mean, we're going to find out how how badly this this jinx really does butt fuck me. Oh yeah, because I feel like fate is also against you in any matters involving Shuddy. Yeah, yeah, Shuddy usually beats me. You're right. So this just coupled with it being on MSPH Monday and Shuddy Boy standing to benefit, I feel like you're just completely fucked. Truth be told, though. I'm going to bet my life savings on the Eagles. That's not a bad bet, probably. Truth be told. It's a terrible bet. Take the Giants and the points. Yeah, truth be told. The Eagles are not covering the fucking spread. If they even win, they're not, they're not. I have zero confidence, zero faith. They're an embarrassment. So what happened? And what, what's it, what difference does a coach make? Like, is good question. Are it, doesn't it at the end of it, just come down to the players. Like if, if, a, right. if a game sucks, is that cause like the coach was like, ah, shit, I meant to tell you to catch the ball, not drop the ball. So here's here's the thing, okay? This is how it is the coach's fault and the coach's fault alone. You have a team who's... Man, Shuddy sounds pissed. Oh, yeah. I'm... Whose wide receivers have not been able to catch the ball all fucking year going against one of the worst defenses in the league that cannot stop the run to save its life that you've had pretty good success through the first half of the game running against. You're supposed to win by 10 and a half points. And all you do is throw the football and somehow the worst team in the league embarrasses you. 
because you're throwing the ball instead of running it. Trying to be fucking cute because you don't let it. Doug Peterson is a cute. Ah, uh, I fucking hate him. I fucking hate him. Yeah, he's trying to get style points, I guess, is what Shuddy's alleging, whereas he should just be going for the wins, and, and, and you'll be covering and winning if you just play the right game plan. Do all I of your, your fellow Eagles fans share this sentiment, Shuddy? Yeah, pretty much at this point. Yeah, I think that it's like 95-5 to five at this point. The Eagles were 10.5-point favorites. They were... Even with how bad they've been playing, the Dolphins are that bad of a team that the Eagles got ten and a half points. And they fucked it up. Yeah. Horribly. So the thing about me and Shuddy's game next week is my team is real fucking bad. And we've been bad for years. And honestly, like I, I I'm a huge Giants fan. I do care, but like it's whatever. Like we suck again this year. It's not a big deal. Shuddy's team just won the Super Bowl. Couple years ago, they were in the playoffs last year. They are still in the division and playoff race this the, year. The crazy thing is that depending on how these last four games go, we could either we could make the playoffs if we win enough, if we win them, or if we lose a bunch of them, we could have a top ten draft pick. That's how bad this conf- this division is. Yeah. So the like. Shuddy's team beating my team won't do nearly as much like damage to like my sports ego as my team beating his team on money. I'm kind of playing with house money in a way. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> like if we lose, like Shuddy's not going to talk Jeff's that much team shit. Is like, already it's whatever. We suck. eliminated yeah. from the playoffs when they lost this week. So, so even only... if they beat the Eagles, it doesn't help them at all. No, we suck. Yeah. No, we suck. It doesn't matter. It would no. It they can just, just play spoiler. Yeah, we can just ruin they, the Eagles season. <laughs> That's it. Like, it's it's a pretty sweet. I mean, it would it would be great if we had some some of our own stakes to play for, but it is pretty sweet the, the fact that we can just ruin the Eagles season because they're our rival. And if the shoe was on the other foot, Shuddy would be in feeling the same way I do. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't hate on the Eagles that much. I do like Carson Wentz and those guys, but. It's, uh, I don't know, it's like the MSPH Monday mush meets up with the Eagles kind of doomed and cursed season. We'll, we'll see which jinx is stronger next week. Uh, I The battle of the jinxes, I like it. Yeah. I, my wagers this week were not good. What, you put got, money down? Yeah. Was it just in the Eagles or did you take other things? No, I bet, okay. So I bet the Eagles straight up to win. No, I bet the Eagles to cover the spread. Um, I bet on what else did I bet? Oh, bet on Carson throwing the ball 25 times or more and the Eagles winning, which he threw the ball 25 times in the first half. Fuck, so I was like, oh, they just have to win this fucking game and I'll win that bet. <laughs> um, and then I bet on Lamar Jackson to throw two touchdown passes and the Ravens win. He didn't get there, though, right? He got one. Nope, the Ravens pass. won and he only threw one touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. And I bet on the Ravens. 
it was a, a four team. It was the Ravens, Jets, well, Ravens, Jets, Rams, and Eagles to win. So it was probably paying what two and a half to one. No, it was playing plus three sixty. Oh shit, three and a half to one. But all of them were favorites. Yeah, heavy favorites. You you didn't yeah. lay the points in any of them, right? Like you what? Like you no, just no, bet no, the just, money lines. Yep, just needed them to win. Oh, and shit. I don't know what the Rams did, but I know the Jets got embarrassed by the Bengals, and the Eagles got embarrassed by the card uh, by the Dolphins. The Rams took care of business. They beat the shit out of the Cardinals. I had the Cardinals on the other side of that. So, so. Two, like the Ravens and the Rams won. Like, I, I... yeah, this is betting, dude. It's fucking terrible. That's why I want to cut my dick off every Monday after we're done recording. Because I mean, I, it was only fifty dollars that I lost, but still, yeah, that's not bad. <sighs> Man, I'm fucking dragging Kevin's ass. Bored. No, I'm, I am bored, <laughs> but I'm dragging ass as well. I it's fucking... his own doing. I went. I went and saw King Diamond last night at the Will Turn. Oh yeah! Whew. My God, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, I know nothing about God them, but I saw. Damn. I saw it on your Instagram. King Diamond is. He, I mean, he's been around for a while. Um, he was originally in this band, Merciful Fate, and they put out a, a couple albums and had um, a lot of success. And they were very popular in the metal community. And King Diamond and the guitarist had like a beef and they just couldn't get over it. So they split up and I'm pretty sure it was just King Diamond and the rest of the band just picked up and started a new project and they wanted, they just called it King Diamond because they wanted to like ride off of his name value on it. Like make no mistakes about it. This is like the continuation of Merciful Fate and King Diamond has just been crushing it ever since. Like he's... I forget how many studio albums he has, but he's got an insane amount of albums out. Like he has such a huge catalog. And um, does like any of the albums get lost in the other ones? Or do you I mean, know are, the album? There are for sure albums that are way more popular than the other ones. You said King Champion. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> he said his name like seven times. Well, I'm sorry. I'm typing it in. It says King Crimson, King Cobra, King Charles. I know it's none of that. King Diamond. King Diamond. King Fuck. Champion. King Champion. King Champion. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's the episode title. Yeah, that's right too there. good. That's too good to pass up. Yeah. Oh my God, King! Ch- oh fucking what? King Champion? This guy is scary. He's basically what I based my pro wrestling persona on. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, because I'm pubic zirconia and he's King Diamond, and instead of is that what he really looks like, or is that? Do you know what he looks like without makeup? Is that him? That that would be kind of crazy. That doesn't look like no, because I. I follow him on Instagram, and he put up a picture with um, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes because uh, like the song Welcome Home is in Clerks 2, and Jay like sings a part of it in Clerks 2. So he posted a picture of them, the three of them, and he's not in his makeup on it, and he doesn't have like gray hair like that, at least in the picture. It didn't seem it. And his mustache was like brown in the picture. He's verified on Twitter. Uh, but I mean, I've I, I've been. It took me at, like the first time I heard King Diamond. I actually didn't like him because his his voice is very high. He does like a 
uh, falsetto voice, and it's like to the extreme. Like he he almost sounds like a Muppet. So I, that put me off at first, but then like I got exposed to him a whole bunch, and the musicianship is so good. Like his the riffs kick ass, the solos are awesome, and then I just warmed up on the the vocals, and then just out of nowhere, just completely loved the vocals. Like I just did a a full one eighty. So yeah, he looks yeah. he looks like Andy Kaufman's like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. alter ego. What's a little that, bit. What's yeah. that guy's oh, name? Fuck. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I Hold keep on, wanting to I'll say Dwayne it. Chapman, but that's Dog the Bounty Hunter. I'll find it. Oh oh ah fuck it went out of my head again. But Andy yeah, I, I reached out to Metal Blade and they they hooked they hooked us up with like backstage passes and shit. Tony so, Clifton. Tony Clifton. Yeah, there yes. we go. He does look like Tony Clifton in that picture, for sure. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they said in the email, they're like, you're hooked up. So when you get to the wheel turn, you know, be there by this time. When, it, when it's like 7.30, go backstage. King's going to show up around like 7.15-ish or 7.45-ish. And he'll say what's up to everybody. You can take a photo with them and whatnot. No but eye contact. 8 o'clock sharp. Because he sells like meet and greet packages. He's like, 8 o'clock sharp. Get the fuck out of there. Because he takes his meet and greets very seriously. Like he's very hands-on with his fans. He wants to make sure everybody is is happy and gets some FaceTime with them. So please, which is I think is awesome. Like, yeah, you fancy, pa- fancy pants VIP motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. Dude's going to, dude wants FaceTime with his fans. Huh? So we, we made a point. Like, yeah, that, that's an awesome policy. I definitely do not want to step on the toes of that in any way, shape, or form. So we go backstage at like 7.30, and there's basically nobody there. I'm like, okay, this is, this is fucking weird. Like, I didn't see anybody from the label. I didn't see anybody I knew. And there was only like, I don't know, five people hanging out back there. And I'm like, this, does, this doesn't make sense. Something doesn't seem right. So 7.45 rolls around. No more people have come in. No King Diamond. Uh... Just about 8 o'clock, everybody pretty much walks out, but there's still nobody there. There's no one from the label. There's no King Diamond. There's no fans. We found out we fucked up. We went to the wrong backstage. Oh. I guess there was a different part. Yikes. So they had um, King Diamond beer backstage. Okay. It was like in cans, and it had the album art from Abigail, like one of his biggest albums. Was like the art was wrapped around the can. Did you have one? I had more than one. <clears throat> I got a little tipsy. Nice. <laughs> but they were, it was solid. It was like a stout, like dark stout. It wasn't like a bitch ass shandy that you like? No, it, was, it wasn't. But I fucking really enjoyed it. My God, it was good. So we just, we just hung back there and slang beers until he went on at nine and watched the show. And it was fucking incredible. I can't believe. At 63, he's still what that good live. 63, yeah. 63. That's impressive. He, his concerts are album quality. Like, it's he's as good live as he is in the studio. It's fucking crazy. But when the show ended, we went backstage again. And this time, it was we, this was the, the, the place we were before that was empty. Now was just packed. Like, completely packed. So we're back there and we're drinking some more beers and all of a sudden I see like some density in the in the group and I'm like, I bet you fucking and I look over and I'm like, Yep, there's King Diamond. There he is. 
and everybody is like hounding him and like circled around him and he's taking the time to talk with everybody and people are getting in and getting getting photos with him and uh, it's gonna be so cool uh, i don't know if you know the fighter josh barnett yeah ufc dude yeah he's a massive metalhead i see him at every single fucking show i go yeah to. didn't you party with him at like black dahlia murder that one time yeah weren't you telling me that yeah yeah he's a former like heavyweight for UFC or maybe still heavyweight, but he like uh, I I've I haven't talked to him in a while. I always see him at the shows, but like I, he, I talked to him a little bit last night too, and he didn't remember me. But uh, he was at the Amana Marth music video shoot that I was at. He played the Berserker, so he was basically the a giant fucking Viking. <laughs> and like, yeah, there's no one really more fitting to be a giant jacked psycho Viking. Yeah, Josh Barnett than Josh Barnett. Yeah. yeah, so. He was talking to Josh for a while, and obviously I'm not going to be like, all right, all right, you two, break it up. Come here, King. Talk to me. Hey, wait, is this the blue verified check mark? No, I wasn't verified last night. Oh, there it is. I couldn't even pull that. Stay the fuck out of those conversations then, (laughs) Kevin. You don't belong. (laughs) So it gets to the point where it's not – we kind of thought like everybody would get like a little bit of FaceTime with them. And then move on, because there was clearly a, a group of people on the outer ring, like, God, I just want to go out and say what's up with him and snap a quick photo and shit. And He's cool, right? He'll be cool. <laughs> so it's, it's not, it, that, that's not what is, what, what's happening. People are not just getting a little bit of FaceTime, being happy with it, and going away. So I'm like, all right, we, I guess we need to be a little bit more aggressive here. So I snuck in like around the back to try and work my way in, and now I'm next to Josh Barnett. And then King Diamond turns and starts walking to where I was before, before I moved. I'm like, nice. Fuck. That's what you get. And now I'm trapped there because it's so packed in. I'm like, oh, son of a fucking bitch. So I go to another area, and then he turns and goes back to where I was standing the previous time. So (laughs) everywhere I go, he goes the opposite direction. He should be he should be flicking you middle middle fingers as he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Going so over I, here now. I finally get to like an area where it's like okay, he's going to be coming this way now for sure. <laughs> and some people just somehow managed to like in the last split second sneak right in front of me and be like, "Hey King, big fan, can I just get a picture?" I'm like, "You cocksmoker! <laughs> I was right fucking there." It's like the uh prices the uh, the Price is Right game where you drop the fucking yeah. thing down. I was the, getting plinkoed. <laughs> Plinko, there it is. That's the word I was looking for. Just like sitting there trying to like fucking guess which which hole he's coming out of. Yeah. So I, I um, a security dude comes up and he's like behind him, and it was me and Tully and uh, this this woman Jenny we working with. She's our our talent booker, and she. She and she, she's like the head of talent relations and stuff. So she's she goes into work mode because she she knows how big of a King Diamond fan I am, and she's like, "Hey, we're with Sirius XM. Is it cool if he gets a picture with King?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." So he gets escorted like around me, and everywhere, Ooh. every step he takes, he's now I'm now behind him, and he's wa- making his way to the dressing room. Like he's done for the night. They're ushering him away. So people are now jumping in front of him and getting pictures. And I keep getting plinkoed. Every time I go, he turns and plinkos a different direction. I'm like, fuck! I'm happy you came up with that term, plinko. We can, we can use that. Plinkoed. <laughs> nice. So at this point, 
I look over and I, I throw my hands up in the air and I look at Tully and Jenny and I'm like, it's it's fine. I feel like a fucking creep. This is, I don't want to hound the fucking guy. Hey, this King, is, King, where are you going to stand next? I'm going to go over there. Yeah. King, King, I'm like, this is officially weird. I, I would love to fucking just say hi to King Diamond, shake his hand, get a quick photo, but I'm not a fucking 12-year-old. It's fine. She She's like, you're getting your fucking picture. Go over there. And I'm like, oh, yes, ma'am. You so, are a 12-year-old. <laughs> I now go and stand in front of the dressing room. So I'm like, he's got to come <laughs> by me now. Can't avoid you then. Yeah. I'm so, going to just chill in his bathroom, and he'll be there eventually. I was just literally couch. the end cut. Like, he got he got in a picture with me, and I, I, I snapped, got, got in the pictures, and she, Jenny just yells out, King, we got one more host from Sirius XM, and Tully jumps in, and we got we got a a picture. And I was like, Tully deserves his own photo with King Diamond. So I immediately like, I wasn't gonna, I was gonna just book immediately, but King still had like his arm on me. You should have played. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking push him off. So Tully definitely deserves his own picture with King Diamond. Tully, just you take it after me. (laughs) I mean, that's that is kind of how it happened. It wasn't like intentionally that way, but. Because he was at the point where he's like, I don't give a fuck, man. This was awesome. I got We got to hang out backstage. That show is great. Like, you're the biggest King Diamond fan here, so. Yeah, I was going to say, is he, was he as big of a fan as you were? No, but, I mean, he still would have been cool, but, like, it, it wasn't, like. He it wasn't, wasn't like you. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't being a bitch-ass fanboy like me. You weren't trying to size but once, him. Once Jenny was like, hey, he, he, we have one more host from SiriusXM. Can he hop in? I, I, I got in, like, for a split second and then just ducked. Real quick, just so so Tully could have his own, and then security just swarmed him and pulled him right into the dressing room. And I was like, "Whoa, thank God, man!" Huh? That was a fucking close one. But got your pick. What, is it on? In- it is on Instagram, right? I think I liked it. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the the same face as Pubic Sarconi. Sarconi. What, 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 what <laughs> I, I don't know name? if I actually got FaceTime with King Diamond, where it wasn't rushed and I could actually bullshit with him for a little bit. I probably would not have mentioned pubic zirconia. Be like, yeah. hey, I paid homage you don't to think you. He Look, would be flattered. Um, well, he usually has you know white face with black around his eyes, black around his mouth, like little drips coming out of it, and upside down crosses. I did the same thing, but instead of upside down crosses, it was little dicks. And then I had a giant bush hanging out of my pants. I don't know. If he necessarily would have been flattered by that, even though it was done, What's it wasn't saying? done to goof on him. Imitation's the highest form of flattery. Yes, right? is that, that is the saying. Is that do they say that, Shuddy? Yes, they do. As reigning Trivial Pursuit champion, can you weigh in on that? It's a ten four from Shuddy. They do. Say um, that. Yeah, I'm. Con- I confirmed it like four times already. Just to confirm, you're confirming. Agree with you. Uh, can we confirm your confirm of a confirm a confirm? Can you can you say Jeff was right when when he said that? Jeff was right. <laughs> Trevor Pursuit Champion Shuddy. Just going for it. Just just don me as correct in this conversation. All right, let's do one quick voicemails. Yay! Before we take off for the week. Let's see. Oh, oh, where'd it go? My MSPH go. Monday mush isn't going to be so horrible this week. Oh, yeah? Looks like I'm only going to lose 25 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Oh. 
Okay, this one has a clue. This might be a good one. It's Knives Out. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Love y'all. Nice. Bye. Poop and Kathy with no poop. Just a hi. Yeah. Well, that was pleasant. Yeah. Well, you don't need to shit in every voicemail that you yeah, send yeah. us. You can just wish us. us a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, Pooping Kathy. Yeah. No, happy Thanksgiving to you, Pooping Kathy. Thanks Love for, you. Thanks bye. For, thanks for the voicemail. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Um, maybe this person has beef with me. Let's see. Hopefully, you're pussy. Oh, my God. I'm with Kevin. What the fuck is wrong with you other people? Oh. Yes. If they wanted to, the movie industry could say Oscar winning Jimmy Jimmy Jam Jam Skippity Blue in Fuck Night at the Apollo. It doesn't matter what they won the Oscar for. They can say it because they won an Oscar and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, eat shit, shit. They are not saying Best Actor Award winning Oscar Sandwich. Uh-oh. Yeah, I had enough of that guy, too. Yeah. He's yeah. really aggressive. His phone broke. The th- we weren't arguing whether or not you could say... I mean, if you won an Academy Award and that person was working on the film, <clears> then you could say it. But what we're talking about is, like, would it make sense or would it be, like, a good way to move tickets and, and sell people on a movie if you had an award-winning cinematographer and you promoted the movie that... You promoted the movie... That, like that he was had, acting in, or or that that he was just involved. Like it doesn't matter. Like no one's gonna care that much. Like there's only a handful of people that are gonna move the needle if you attach Academy Award winning next to their name. Like it's gonna be a few directors, few actors, few actresses. No behind the scenes people outside of the director. That was the fucking point, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Thanks for the voicemail. Just All right. Kidding. Let's do one more. Hey guys, got an RBQ for you. RBQ. Nice. What flavor hot pocket is best for sticking your dick into? And how long do you microwave that? I mean, fish that's hot pocket. Not, I don't. I don't understand how that's a random brain question. There's no sane answer to that question. Doesn't... I mean, I bet Jeff has a hot pocket flavor he would want to fuck most. Apple. I would say, no, I don't know. I'd probably just go pepperoni pizza because it's my favorite. That's what I have on hand. I bought 12 I don't Hot know, whatever, Pockets yesterday. Whatever Hot Pocket smells like mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever Hot Pocket smells like dude pussy. That's that's what I want to stick my, my penis in. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, do you guys have dude pussy Hot Pockets at this Ralph's yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the other one. It's on Hawthorne, right? Yeah, I'll go to that one. Uh, I don't. I that that is. Dare I say too random of a brain question? Might be. Yeah, you have to push the boundaries of randomness. Yeah, I mean, you. It says in the package. I don't believe that them. that's a random brain question. That's a thought out question. I mean, he could have been high or fucked up eating a hot pocket. He's like, oh, I wonder. What do we feel like to fuck this thing? Yeah, I wonder, and I wonder if this is the proper hot pocket. Let's see what the MSPH, how they feel about it. Um, I would just go pepperoni pizza, and I would, I would, I would microwave it for what it says in the box, and let it cool for a few minutes, right? You don't want obviously, 
dick skin is pretty you, sensitive. Your your penis would melt if you stuck it in as soon as it came out of the microwave. Maybe your penis. My penis would be fine. It would fuse your pee hole shut. I'd pee right through the fucking hot pocket. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I have for that RBQ, but thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Um, if you know anybody who's got a fucked up sense of humor like you do, why don't you give them a little whisper to uh, recruit them into the Puminati? You know, we need to build our ranks for them when the big takeover happens. So, um, And if uh, you got a free second, why don't you head over to iTunes, subscribe, and hook us up with a five-star review if you don't mind so much, friend. And if you need more Mad Scientist Party Hour in your life, you're in luck! Go to patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Uh, you can sign up the $5 tier. We do um, an extra episode, an extra mini episode every week after we do the main show. Uh, and then the $10 uh, tier, we all have our own individual little contributions that we, we put out. Uh, so check that out. I'm going to be re- recording a brand new Kevin's Nerd Hole for the, the, the $10 tier. Either uh, tomorrow or early this week. I'll be getting one, you know, it was the holidays and I was out of town so I couldn't really make a video. But uh, there's a new What the Fuck Did I Just Watch up. And I'm sure Jeff's got some snack attacks coming soon. So yeah, check those out. uh, Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Whew! Man. Fucking bushed. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. And at Dookie Boy the cocksucker. Where the <laughs> hell is he? I just I just heard him go <laughs> from the from the pisser. <laughs> he couldn't wait like two more minutes to go pee. Nope. He really is Dookie Boy the cocksucker. No, at Jeffro Records. <laughs> and at MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And hey, if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay, just call 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. Um, You can also send your emails to madscientist at riotcast.com if you're fucking phone shy and you don't want to call in and leave a voicemail. It's perfectly fine. You can do that. That's okay. And I guess that'll that'll do it. Unless Shuddy Boy, unless you got something. I got nothing. Ain't that the truth. All right, friends, thank you for listening. But until next time, oh, something. Oh, check, check. Oh. Fucking bitch-ass Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I, I am a bitch. That's fair. Really down on myself lately. Just well, going through different degrees of wanting to kill myself. Allow me to pile on. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm happy that you're there. You're a good friend. You know I won money last week. No shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started down $150. Yo, Yo shuddy. <coughs> You started down $150, what, on Monday? On Monday, yeah. So wait, you won after the podcast ended? Or you during were, yeah. the podcast? No, 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 I lost. 
on Monday. Oh, so but Down you made on, up for it throughout the week. I made ba- I made I made money. It's because we weren't doing podcasts on those days. I know. Keep so how did you do this week? Did you? Continue the streak and made bets. Yeah, I'm down fifty dollars right now. Looking like I could be down 150 here. Oh my god! <laughs> By the time uh, we hit the Patreon, I should be south a hundred dollars or more. So, and by the time the Patreon ends, you should be homeless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there hockey tonight? There's hockey tonight, right? I could I could definitely be down a thousand dollars by the end of Patreon. Oh. Is there any curling? I'll bet on that. <laughs> I really like the Edmonton Oilers tonight against Calgary Flames. You're like Krusty the Clown when he bet against the Harlem Globetrotters. That's not a good bet. I'm not. I'm not as dumb <laughs> as Krusty the Clown. The Washington Generals. They had a ladder for Christ's sake. I am. The Washington Generals are never covering that spread. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shuddy. With all due respect to Krusty, I'm just saying that's not a good bet. <laughs> My titty hurts. Fucking stupid titty. How? Why? Why does it hurt? What, what happened? I don't know. It just hoits. Have you been jogging? Is it like nipple chafage, or is no. this? Is it pectoral strains? Just my fucking my tit meat. Your, your, your cleavage story? You're yeah. pressing it too much? Letting too many dudes Popping fucking it? titty fuck me. Running trains on my tits. I wasn't invited. <laughs> Thank God. I'm not I'm not sticking my dick in your tits. Alright, your dick's lost. <laughs> do you guys want to do a a spoiler full filled review of the Irishman here. Did we all see it? Is there anything to yep. spoil? I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that, right? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Spoiler alert! So if you don't want to know the ending of Irishman, are we gonna do the it Irishman, now? Yeah. Okay. Um, turn it off now. Uh, I'll go. I'll start with the stuff that I liked. Jim Norton. Yeah, as, that was awesome. As Don Rickles. Yeah. As Don Rickles. That kicked ass. That was very cool. Yeah, they had two comedians right off, like, right in the, the same, I guess that would be the midpoint of the movie. I mean, it's hard to tell what a fucking 17-hour movie, but uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, two riot casters. Yeah. Well, Sebastian kind of graduated to bigger and better things, but we got Jim Norton. He was a riot caster. He was. He, uh... Outgrew our platform though, which is pretty tough because we got some successful dudes in our platform. But you're gonna host the VMAs that puts you in a different tier. Yeah, um, yeah he's pretty mega right now. So it was cool seeing Jim Norton. Now the things that I didn't like. <laughs> uh, I am selling every penny of stock on the de aging technology. I never, never, ever, ever want to fucking see it again. I didn't ever think it looked fucking bad. Used. You didn't think it looked bad? No. I, I, it was my... creepy and weird. Was there ever a question on whether or not Robert De Niro was six, 76 years old? It was fucking... No. It was horribly done. Here was, here was in some that of my... Scene... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kevin. Go ahead, Shadi. Go ahead. I was going to say, in that scene where he's beating the hell out of the store merchant... <laughs> 
Yeah, they should have de-aged the rest of them. What did they you... should have had a body double because you yeah. could tell it was a 76-year-old man trying to kick the shit out of somebody. Yeah, he did like those those like silly little grandpa stomps on him. I was like, there's no way that hurt. That looked like a fucking WWE match. <laughs> yeah. When, when Joe Pesci called Robert De Niro kid, I was pretty much out on the movie. I was like, oh, this is going to be horrible. And that was 20 minutes in on a three-hour and 30-minute movie. Like, that was so... I was like, just... Cr- like, it just made me cringe. I feel like there was, there was no need to, like, <clears throat> jump out of time. Like... Why, why Why couldn't they just tell the story more linear? I didn't like all the time jumps. I, I, I found it like even DH, they were still old farts. So I was like getting confused. And then like out of nowhere, his little daughter is just suddenly Anna, Anna Paquin. Paquin. And like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. How, how far did we just jump? What, what's the time period? Here? Like, I wish they put years up and shit when they time jumped. Yeah, I didn't understand how old they were going for. On his de-aging shit. Like, how old was he at that time? And what year was it? I don't fucking know. I mean... It would have been sometime in the 50s, because it was after World War Two. Watching these guys act is like watching Philip Rivers or Eli Manning play football. Like, these old fucks are just so washed up. And, like, I I don't know. I, I love Martin Scorsese. Like, Martin Scorsese's top five films are probably my top five films, right? I love them. I love uh, Joe Pesci, and it was good seeing him again. But, like, my grandmother is, like, 67, six, uh, excuse me, 77, 78, around the same age as these guys. And we're putting her in a home. She's got dementia, and she's old, and, you know, this is what old people do. They die. And I love my grandmother. She's one of the fucking coolest people ever, right? You love your Nana, right? Yeah. Um, but you gotta, at some point, maybe you gotta check these guys and, and like, make sure that they're not overdoing it. Like, because my grandmother's cool and she is, used to be a good cook, doesn't mean I want her cooking Thanksgiving dinner, right? Like, just cause Joe Pesci made a bunch of money acting and was good at acting, doesn't mean he should be doing it however old he was. I don't think the acting was bad in it. Oh I my think Joe God. Pesci was excellent. Yeah. In the movie. It was really depressing seeing him, like, because it's been so long since I've seen Joe Pesci in a movie. And then when he just had, like, that turkle, turkey, turkey neck. neck and just, whoa, man, he, he was looking rough. But yeah, I, the whole time. He was like, okay, I guess it wasn't bad acting, but he could never really raise his voice like he talked like an old person he moved like an old person and there's no de-aging and there's no acting on their part that could overcome that they were just old people moving around yeah i don't to like yes this movie was too long no it would not work better as a miniseries i couldn't tell you I like there isn't any amount of time that I would cut out of this movie or anything that I'd cut out of this movie to make it better. It fucking sucked. There's no way I'm blowing an Irishman. I'm probably not giving an Irishman a, a hand job. I don't know. What's the lowest possible? I'm not going to go ahead and give it a zero, but it's going to be a low mark. It's going to be a real fucking low mark. I feel like they like they, it was completely unnecessary to make it a three and a half hour movie. I saw lots of people tweeting out like, "Here's how to watch The Irishman as like a miniseries." 
like watch it from this minute mark to this minute mark and then stop and then start it up again and then stop it when it gets to this point. Like it was just the why did they make a big deal when um uh creepy Todd was driving them to like the kill house at the end of the movie and he's making a big deal about like the seat being wet the fish and then they have to wipe it up and like oh it's a fish hey what kind of fish was it i don't know what kind of fish it was hey what are you some sort of fucking fish hey what kind of fish is that hey i don't i don't know what am i a fish guy well, that whole fucking thing was completely unnecessary. I know. It never went anywhere. And it never I, well, paid like, off. It kind of like, uh, it kind of wrote me in because I was like, wait, where are they going with this? Like, what are you breaking down? Because like, and then it never paid off. If you're these kind of gangsters, you always have to be thinking like, is the guy in the backseat going to strangle me? Like, am I being driven to my death well, right now? Like, that's the- why Frank wanted to sit in the back because he knew what Sal had done. What do you mean? What did he Sal would, done? He strangled Sal another guy. Sal strangled the guy at the near the beginning of the movie from the back seat of a car. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I see. I see what you're saying. Okay, so he didn't want to be part of that, right? But like, I thought the whole fi- it smelled like fish, and like I was, I was into it. I was like, yeah, where are you going with this? How do you not know what fish you picked up? Like, what do you, what do you mean that that is bullshit? But it went nowhere, yeah. which is pretty much the story of the fucking movie. Really, it like, was just to fill up time, which they didn't for, need to do. I remember because right we, not when you have three hours and forty minutes. I was watching it in San Diego with my family. We we put it on while the the turkey was cooking, and I remember there was like the the point when they get when they get to the wedding. The wedding was in fucking slow mo. Yeah, we were like, what the fuck? They, what are you dragging this out for? It's a wedding. I don't need. For like a like a long drawn out five minute cut of Ray Romano taking this veil up. Hey, let me let me just peel this back real quick. I gotta <laughs> I gotta savor the moment. Look at your fucking face. <laughs> like when when he flew to Detroit, like in the right to meet up with Jimmy Hoffa and 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 to essentially kill Jimmy Hoffa. Like I really thought we were gonna just chill with Robert De Niro during that whole that whole process. Like, all right, he's boarding the fucking private plane. All right, we're flying to Detroit, and we're just going to look at him the whole yeah, time. Get off the fucking plane. Oh, shit, let me tie my shoe. Why? And Oh, my other shoe. Oh, hold on, I got to tie that. Going back to Anna Paquin, why, why did she not like Joe Pesci and really like Jimmy Hoffa? Like, that wasn't clear to me. Yeah, I think I think they were almost trying to, like, painter as like oh look how perceptive this little girl is but jimmy hoffa was also a scumbag yeah she wasn't that perceptive yeah she just didn't like her father and joe pesci who was pretty chill with her i mean yeah he's a criminal and a gangster but she didn't know that as a kid and he's like pretty sweet ice skates yeah he's sweet ice skates had a hundred dollar bill yeah fucking doing whatever he could to to, like uncle russell yeah uncle russell was the man so what he was murking people on the low that wasn't your business kid and I don't know. I thought they did a good job of shielding her, shielding her from that stuff. I didn't. I didn't understand the whole Anna Paquin thing. And they gave her like, she's she's fucking awesome. And they gave her like seven words in three and a half hours. It's like, why did you even? 
how does Ray Romano get more yeah. fucking lines than Anna Paquin in that movie? And we were all wondering, like, oh, this little girl, she's got to pay off somehow. She's got, there's got to be a big thing here. She's got to pay off. It's like, oh no, just just to make sure, like, when Robert De Niro's on his last days, it's he's got a bummer because his daughter doesn't want to talk to him because he's a crook. But it's like that's what we were stringing that whole thing along for this whole time. Yeah, like that's a happy ending. And mafia stories. Yeah. Like, he and he died in a nursing home? And, yeah, like, sure, his daughter didn't want to talk to him. But, like, if you if you, if you you read the lower thirds throughout the movie, they all either de- get de- uh, murdered violently or end up in jail and die in jail. That's how it ends. Yeah. That's how it ends for every gangster. My whole family was just watching that movie, like, uh, pause it for a second so we can see how much, how much time is left. What the fuck? We've only been watching yeah. this for an hour? Oh my dude! I fell asleep three different times. I tried to watch <laughs> the movie three times. I, I fell asleep twice. <laughs> fucking brutal, man! I and Jimmy Hoffa All within, both within the first two hours. Like I didn't think the acting was good in any any way, shape, or form, and like the storytelling was real bad. Jimmy Hoffa had the longest leash in the history of the mafia. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? How many different conversations did Robert De Niro have to have with Jimmy Hoffa being like, hey, dude, got to chill. Got to chill, bro. And, like, Jimmy Hoffa is, like, calling these guys cocksuckers, talking shit the whole time, saying how, oh, yeah, I got all the information, or I got got recordings, and I got uh, the documents, and and they know that I'm untouchable because if I go down, then they all go down. At that point... The hired contract killer of the mafia should be murdering that guy on the fucking spot. Like, there's no way he should be walking away from that. And I'm I'm getting all this. Like, these takes come from Martin Scorsese movies. Like, what the fuck? How how did he? How did you have to have six conversations with 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 Al Pacino or Jimmy Hoffa being like, dude, chill, bro, chill. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. He should have been fucking murked in like the first hour of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty fucking boring. I'm not going to lie. I, I had a hard time holding my attention. It was cool when people were getting whacked and stuff. And I like I like that part when um, that dude got shot in slow-mo. He got shot in the head and then his head tilts back. And then he got another shot off and it like went up his chin. Yes. That, that was, was cool. cool. Okay. But it was yeah. three hours and thirty minutes. You got, yeah, I got that pretty much. I don't think they and like how do you spend how do you how do you have a three hour plus movie called The Irishman and he's a he's a he's an I or he's a Italian mafia hitman that's Irish and you don't play up like the Irish Italy rivalry at all. Like no one in the mafia like gave this guy shit for being Irish? Never? Like that's, I mean, dude, my grandmother, my, so my, my, her father, my grandmother's father remarried after her mom died, uh, to an Irish woman. And as far as I could tell, my grandmother was awesome. My, my step grandmother was awesome. Great grandmother was awesome. But like my grandmother didn't like her and the chief or main thing she didn't like about her was that she was Irish. And she carried that for like fucking 70 years or not 60 years. Like the whole Irishman being chill with the Italian mafia thing, there would be beef. There would be beef, especially if the story is being carried out over 20 years. 
I don't know. Uh, and another one, one last thing I noticed. Oh, we're not done. How whack was the fucking music in that? Am I oh the only person God. that picked up on it? It seems so out of place and goofy and retarded. In this, I looked it up. In the still of the night by the Satins. Oh my God, that was the ending. That was like, I feel like the major song that was played throughout it, and it was part of the ending credits. I'm just talking about the score. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, like the whole score just seemed weird and out of place. Martin Scorsese, I mean, he's probably just too old. Hey, hopefully this we is all real get cinema, there. guys. Don't forget. What yeah, it's mean? not like that Marvel movie shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I just didn't get it. That's what it is. This this ranks up there with like the biggest disappointments for me at the movies. Definitely in the history of MSPH, maybe in my life. It's it is. I think I've. Well, I didn't go to the movies, so that that helps it. The fact that I didn't waste my money on the ship. I know I couldn't. I could only imagine how antsy I would have been if I had to sit through that in a theater. Oh, I'm falling asleep. There's no way I could have stayed awake. This felt twice as long as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. It was brutal. Um, um, I did not dislike it as much as you guys did. Oh, wow. Um, what, it was what, what slow. It was too long. Uh, but I, I overall enjoyed it. I don't have... This is going to be a reasonably hot take, but there is no Martin Scorsese movie that I've seen that I can just be like, I love this movie. So yeah, I, that's a pretty hot take. That, wasn't, is a, that is a scolding hot take. I, uh, I wasn't... Borderline retarded. I, I didn't like think The Departed was worth the hype. I... So I didn't go in with any real expectations of being blown away by this, so oh. it didn't bum me out at all. I mean, I, I strongly disagree with you. I mean, it's your opinion, whatever, on the departed, but like the Wolf Wall Street, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, okay. Goodfellas, Casino, right. not like, come on, none of these, none of these made your dick wiggle. I've seen most of them one time. What about Hugo? Now we're talking. <laughs> the animated God. Scorsese vehicle. We had we had a string of poor choices for our Christmas movies. That one was I hated every second of that one. Did you like Gangs of New York? I've never even seen it completely. I thought it was pretty good. I would say it's like a th- three and a half. I mean, kicker. of the list that just that I liked the most. I I did enjoy Raging Bull. But again, I've seen it once. It's not like, oh my god, I love this movie. I want to watch it again. Have you only uh, seen Goodfellas I, once? Goodfellas I've seen, I would say, three times. But I mean, Goodfellas is fucking awesome. How could you not like Goodfellas? It is, but I'm I'm just saying that I'm not that invested in Martin Scorsese films. Okay. Yeah, word. I mean... So that's why I wasn't disappointed by this movie. You know what? That's a good point because I feel like I'm a victim of my own expectations in some ways. And now yeah, I Yeah, like if you with how much you guys like Martin Scorsese films, you went into it wanting to really like this movie. And 
I also and with an expectation that it was going to be awesome. And you got to take into consideration some of the reviews that you read or things that you hear about certain movies, or I don't know, kind of dig deeper into the the reviews because I heard a lot of people who I guess I kind of like maybe more sports commentators talking about movies, so I shouldn't have taken their opinion that seriously anyways. I said that they love The Irishman. And in one of my group chats, a few of my homies like, oh my God, that movie kicked ass. And I everything I've I do seen not get it. Has been either people loved it or hated it. Yeah, I saw somebody say that it was the easily the best piece of cinema in the past 10 years. I was like, whoa. What? Like, I feel like people like, all right. So on the Bill Simmons podcast today, him and him and, and, and his buddy cousin Sal reviewed it and they both pretty much said the same stuff we did. <sighs> I mean, it had their own twist to it, but then they graded it like a B plus and a B minus. It's just like, are you just, are you just afraid to give a negative score to someone that you, that you like, right? Here's a and it's like a, a compromise a review. The Irishman is a ma- oh, Jesus. The Irishman is a masterpiece. Disregard the dolts that think it is boring because it lacks someone with superpowers or the rock. It's one of Scorsese's best. Who is that from? I read that today too. Someone who needs a fart in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you two are dolts, and that was the Godfather, Rob Sprantz. Oh, that's right. That's where I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Sprance, I'm farting in your mouth. I would love to argue with that fucking clown about this. He, he, I don't know. Sometimes he's on point with his pop culture taste, and sometimes he really just fires me up. The fucking, the English office being better than the American office is one of the worst all-time takes ever. <laughs> I almost want to fight him over it. And this shit, like just the condescension. What did he say? Be adults like this movie? Get the fuck no, out of here. No, adults. D-O-L-T-S. Oh, like idiots. Right. Yeah, morons. Buffoons. Well, joke's on him. I don't even know what adult means. Yeah, for real. I didn't, I didn't even. <laughs> yeah, I com- that completely went over my head, dumbass. <laughs> I mean, for all the shit I'm talking on it, there were moments that, were, that I enjoyed. I did enjoy the acting. Uh, it was cool seeing those guys together again, and I did like the wax. But fuck me, three and a half fucking hours. Man, I, I like I need Julia Rose sucking my wiener the entire three and a half hours for that. Um, my favorite scene in the movie was when they're having breakfast at the Howard Johnson, and Joe Pesci is telling uh, Robert De Niro that he has to kill Hoffa, and I think Robert De Niro acted the shit out of that scene, coming to terms with having to kill. His friend. I feel like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It wasn't like, a bad, a bad scene or anything, but just like it didn't have to, you didn't have to spend three hours to get us to that point. Jimmy Hoffa should have been killed after like the second conversation. Like, what the fuck? Like, he understands we're an organized crime family, right? Can he shut the fuck up? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh I'll I'll kick off the reviews. I'm giving it two point seven five dicks, two point seven five Irish dicks. I just, I I I was, it was like a chore. It felt 
every second of the three and a half hours. Yeah. It actually felt longer. I don't know how you got to the two seven five. I'm going at I'll give it point two five. Just because Martin Scorsese's name was on it. I'm not going to give it a zero. But that was fucking horrible. There wasn't a one aspect of that movie that I enjoyed. Not a, not a single one. I, I guess talking Joe Pesci out of retirement was cool. Like, whatever. But not even. Like, he's too old to act. He like, couldn't... I don't think he could really raise his voice. I wonder how long it took them to actually film this fucking thing with these old these these geezers. I just hope they they can convince them to stay out of retirement for Home Alone three. That would be sick. <laughs> could you imagine him as a wet bandit now? Oh, oh my, my god, that would be awesome. And like him getting getting hit in the head with a fucking paint can. Any fall he took could be lethal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that uh he opens up the door and it trips the blowtorch and he just goes up like a match. <laughs> just a fried skeleton. Like the the scene where he where he shows up in the middle of the night at home with bloody clothes. Like he didn't look like someone who who just like his his wife woke up in the middle of the night and and ran into him with bloody clothes. He looked like a guy with dementia that was confused on what was going on. <laughs> like this old man is lost. Someone help him out. I can I can shit on this movie for another couple hours. So, Shuddy, do you have a score? I I'm with you. It, I was gonna say two point five. It wow. So I actually was, I somehow ended up giving it the highest review of the podcast. Yeah, like, it was an shit. okay movie. Like it. <laughs> Right in the middle. Uh, will you ever watch it again? I feel like what's the what's the rating for a movie that you'll see again? I feel like there are some threes that have given repeat viewings. I'm not spending three and a half hours watching that again. You might not actually. You'll believe this because you know I'm not a liar. I've never seen a Star is Born. Excuse me. I haven't seen a Star is Born a second time. And I gave Do you it wish five. to. I don't know. Kind of. I mean, it's a great movie, but I don't. I don't need to, to be honest. Um. But I mean, there's no way that I would give something I know I'm never gonna watch again below four. You know? Oh no, it's fucking crazy. I don't know, dude. You have enough hobbies, and we're adults now. You can't be fuck. You're gonna watch a three and a half hour movie you didn't even really like again? Like, no, I'm gonna fucking play Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, duh. No, that's what adults do. Yeah, Toe Jam yeah. and Earl. <laughs> two five out of Shuddy, two seven five out of you, and point two five out of me. Right? God, that movie sucked, Dick. <laughs> I love Scorsese. I do. I re- I really do. I love him. But I mean, I talked old. about how I watched um, King of Comedy for the first time recently, right? Yeah, that was that inspired the Joker, right? You were saying? Well, I just saw so many people comparing it, saying like, "Oh, there's so much of King of Comedy and Joker." And I was like, "All right, I want to. I'm, I'm curious. I want to see what's up." There's a lot of older Scorsese movies I've never seen. I've never seen Mean Streets. Um, yeah, I saw that once. Was that Boxcar Bertha or some shit? I never saw that one. Yeah, there's. I mean, I, I haven't watched all of his movies, but. Cape Fear was dope. Cape Fear kicks out. I haven't seen it. Um, like in Goodfellas and Wolf of Wall Street are like two, seriously, two of my favorite movies ever. Wolf of Wall Street's fucking awesome. And and even uh, what's the other one? 
that I really like. Casino is another one that I just absolutely love. Well, I like yeah, love it. Casino are, kicks ass. These are in my top movies. Oh, and The Departed again. His top five, in my opinion, The Aviator is probably in my top five to ten movies. So, it's a huge disappointment. I was a victim of my own expectations. I put it in the disappointment tier of like Arrival and Looper. Like I was so bummed out about Looper sucking. And arrival, and that's kind of how I feel about this, right? Because there was no, like, even if there was bad reviews coming out for this movie, I was still gonna watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, we've gotten that unpleasantness uh, over with. Should we press on? From Los Angeles, California, we're at the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> 